This NFL draft final props edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're also brought to you by SGPN's draft week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL draft watch. Party, so make sure to smash that subscribe button at YouTube.com/slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Oh, that that shirt you're wearing, it does look beautiful. It it really draws the Irish out of your skin, Sean. <laughs> it's thank you. I'm swing wearing your sword, baby. I'm wearing my uh, it's it's a Washington uh, Wazoo color Mike Leach uh, shirt, a sweet Mike Leach uh, pirate uh, f- friend of the program, Mike Leach. R.I.P. Swing your sword. Uh, the the shirts are in the merch store. Uh, yeah, it, the the shirts came out great, but yeah, it, it highlights my uh, paleish skin. I agree. Ah, I was I was calling it your Irish. Oh, okay. feel free to yeah, right on the head. <laughs> hey, we're in the middle of SGPN's draft week. We got uh, I mean, an awesome week of shows, including uh, tomorrow we got our live mock draft, and then Thursday live NFL watch party, and today uh, final episode of our uh, props series that we have going on here, and. Uh, no more props after today, Sean. Well, you might be able to squeeze in some props in the mock draft contest. Of course, sport, get in our discord uh, to get in the NFL drafts prop contest, sports game podcast.com slash discord. Get in over there and uh, shout out to shady rays. We're doing a shady rays parlay of the day contest. So the idea is you go to shady slash shady. You show your receipt that you got the shady rays using the promo code SGPN 50% off two plus pairs. And we're going to be giving out a uh, parlay Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, every day of the NFL draft. And then uh, if one of those hits, we will draw a winner and you get the cash. So uh, a lot of fun. Shadyrays.com promo code SGPN joining us on the line from four for four and the move the line podcast, Mr. Connor Allen, Connor. Thanks for calling in, man. What's up guys. Appreciate you having me on here. Uh, no better time to talk about some football than the draft. I mean, this is one of my favorite things to bet on all year. So I uh, appreciate you guys having me on now. Yeah, no, it is. It is really fun. Uh, obviously to bet on the draft in general, but again, it's the, it's the only market where like someone knows the final answer <laughs> it's somewhere, it's you know? So there's like, it, it, it adds it's cool wrestling. Yeah. It creates a completely uh, different dynamic. When, as far as just like draft betting, do you have some overall 
process. I mean, for me, it's like a, a mix of reading other people's mock drafts, <laughs> maybe getting a couple pieces of info, but also just like, Hey, this kind of makes sense or profiling the teams. Like they're never going to draft this guy. Uh, what, what, what do you use process wise for the uh, NFL draft betting? Yeah, I think it's a mix of a lot of things you already mentioned there. So I would say off the top, it's listening to mock drafters who have historically done well, and then focusing on focusing in on certain media members that are locked into certain teams as well. And yeah. I think that's really important. So I think a great example, like Daniel Jeremiah, I think has gotten the the pick right for the Jets, like you know, five or six years in a row, <laughs> something like that. Like so, like pay attention to those types of things where guys actually know people on the team and know like what direction to go in is important. Obviously, bits of in info come in as well, and those can be some of the strongest plays. And like you said off the top, like information markets are the best because once you know the answer, like no game has to be played. You know, your quarterback's not going to get injured mid game where, you know, you feel like you have a great closing line value or anything. The pick is the pick. Once they make it, it's it, it. That's it. So that's probably <laughs> yeah. why my, yeah, that's my reason why it's the what? best market here. Well, and I, I just imagine if we had a moment where like a team misses their pick, like the Vikings did, oh, yeah. <laughs> like that would just create mayhem. People would want refunds. There boy, would be boy, oh, my, no. boy, my pick. <laughs> Uh, we, well, we, well, I was going to say that, that there's one piece of the process you didn't touch on though, which is handcrafting that awesome take that you're going to be alone on an Island mm. by yourself. Just, I, this is what I think. Do you, do you have any of those this year, Connor? Yeah, I guess at this point I've been spraying some like CJ Stroud, like six, seven, eight overall uh, for the last week. I got some pretty wild numbers on that. I think I got like 70 to one for him to go six <laughs> overall or something like that, oh, which at this yeah. point, I mean, his over under is like five and a half, four and a half at, at a Westgate right now. That sounds like me sitting at a blackjack table with an 11 or with like two eights. Like, Oh <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Maximum <laughs> exposure. Let's go. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I just did my um, put out my mock draft. I, mm. I think, I think him going to uh, the Raiders at seven. I mean, again, when you're when you're playing the exact uh, team to you know like the exact pick number, you kind of got to play around it too because they could obviously trade up or trade down or slide around. But the six, seven, eight window is uh, is really pretty sweet there. Well, and I, Connor, I I think this is your latest mock. You have him going to my Falcons, my my adopted Falcons, which <laughs> I'm I'm in all in on Ritter, so I don't know how I feel about this pick. But man, I mean, I what. I would imagine see part of me wants him to fall further, but I would imagine at this point, like someone would be trading up too. If these, if these aren't the team, someone's going to talk themselves into the six, two kid out of Ohio well, and, and I keep waiting and I don't know if you've seen the market, but um, CJ Stroud to be the fourth quarterback drafted, I think is a, uh, is a fun long shot, but I haven't even seen them post that yet. I've only seen up to like third quarterback drafted. They're only giving us the exactas. Yeah. G give yeah. me the superfecta. The superfecta. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Hopefully we'll get that maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Uh, well, yeah. We got to talk I mean, about They've been so slow on posting this stuff in general that, like, I don't know, maybe we'll get it like, what, two hours before the draft if we're lucky and we'll be scrambling, <laughs> is, you know, to get down wherever they, we can. They really and, have been, the books have been really scared oh. with this draft stuff. I, it's like, come on, guys, you're going to make it up the rest of the year. Throw us a bone here for the guys really grinding it out. Yeah, and it's like, come on, you're, you, you've just raised my limit from 100 to 250. <laughs> like, uh, it's not, we're, we're, we're not come talking on. about real turkey here. Uh, you want to hit anything first? 
Yeah, we got to talk about um, the Reddit <laughs> user uh, that put out this this rumor that Fucking seemingly Picasso, man. through the uh, I, one. I'm so jealous now that I see this because he just <laughs> a guy created a, a Reddit account with no history, went into our sports book and posted Will Levis is currently forty to one uh, to be the first overall pick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's telling friends and family in Carolina he will in fact. Uh, be the first overall pick on Thursday. You're welcome. <laughs> His, if you read the rest of the thread, it's kind of tough to take the guy seriously. Uh, but it again, just shows you people only read the the head. It's a TLDR <laughs> culture. Man. But it, they must have got crazy steam because a number of books took off uh, the number one pick for a while. His obviously Levis's number has changed dramatically, and seemingly just off of this. Um, this post, it's weird. I, like DraftKings still has it. I mean, it's it's jumping around right now. Bryce Young is down to minus eight hundred. Will Levis plus four twenty five. I think FanDuel hanging hanging similar numbers there. But so that's uh, changed in the last like ten minutes since I threw those numbers on the Google. Yes. Sheet. Oh my. God. Yeah, because we'll get to it. But um, yeah, because Kramer, you had it. This as, is hot and heavy. I feel <laughs> like we're at Wall Street right now. Yeah, I mean, when we pulled the numbers for the sheet right before the show, it was. Uh, Young minus a thousand, Levis four fifty, CJ Stroud twenty five hundred, Anthony Richardson thirty five hundred. Uh, what do you what do you make of the report? I, it seems pretty thin, but I I don't know. It, I, I guess anything could happen. What was your yeah. take on it? Yeah, uh, it's it's hilarious. I mean, he also <laughs> goes on to say he's he basically just triples down in all the comments. He's like, no, Carolina's taking him. Three weeks ago, Bryce Young stopped taking visits because Carolina told him they weren't taking him. Houston said they were. That's what he says in the comments. <laughs> Uh, he made his Reddit account seven days ago. I messaged him <laughs> trying to get him on our show because I, I was just like, you know, why not? Like, you yeah. know, how cool of a show would be to have this guy's just like Sale a you know, agreeable two superhero. eight three four. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not buying it at all. It seems really, really hard to believe that any of this stuff and some random Reddit user would do this. But if you look at the comments, I mean, this is why the market's moving. You see people commenting, they're like, oh yeah, fifth forty to one. This sounds ridiculous, but hundred bucks? Why not? You know, like, and <laughs> yeah. you have like thousands of people doing this, so <laughs> makes sense. Well, when the limit again, when the limits are low, like it, it's actually kind right. of it, it's like the AMC GameStop situation. It actually works the opposite. Like they yeah. they can get crushed by a flood of micro bets coming <laughs> into the system, all on fucking Will Levis, who at, at you know by the way still. Uh, what what was the you walked into the office one day and you said uh, locker room red flag uh, because he is it milk he can't he's afraid of oh, dairy he, yeah he's he's deathly afraid of milk um and then he puts mayo in his coffee but, but then he 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 said that he did that for attention which that to me is almost like more of a red flag than actually weird. drinking it like going out of his way to eat weird things or drink weird things so that people notice you what's weird is how much what the Kentucky fan base like loves him yeah. I like I, I, I he didn't he he didn't win him a bunch of games. Listen, like, people I don't occasionally get, get mad at me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but these Kentucky fans got very personal and very like serious very quickly. You know, like we had to have like a calm down moment. Like, so Connor, what do you what do you make of the first pick overall? Um, I, again, our mocks. I, I I won't speak for Ryan, but I'm still staying with Bryce Young. I'm not changing off the Reddit post. Uh, we we did give him out plus odds earlier on the process. But any thoughts on the first pick overall? 
Yeah, at this point, I think it would be mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous to put anything other than Bryce Young. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll with that for now. I found some like it got down to like minus 500 at points bet MGM there. Oh wow! I, I mean, I started hitting it. I don't know. I mean, for whatever they would let me. I mean, it was like not very much, but you know, whatever <laughs> they'd let me, might as well get some on the board there as well. Because again, I think it's very, very, very likely to still be Bryce Young. Now, what about two? Everyone's saying pick number two. That's when the draft starts. Tyree Wilson is now the favorite at plus one forty five. Again, there was a ton of steam and and action on Will Levis. He's all of a sudden down to plus one seventy five. Will Anderson, who early in the process was like slam dunk number one defensive player overall, and now he's plus three hundred to go number two, and then also possibly C.J. Stroud. So. A lot of stuff could be happening. Houston could trade down. Houston could get a quarterback. Houston could pass on a quarterback and go defense. Uh, what's your handle on the second pick? Because that's really where things get interesting. It's really messy right now. I'm not going to lie. And from my understanding, the organization is a little bit split. So there's certain segments of the organization that want to go with Tyree Wilson, certain segments that want Will Anderson, and others, uh, you know, the owner potentially <laughs> really wants a quarterback. Uh, and, you know, so in this spot here, the owner tends to normally win out. I think there's also another certainty that Nick Casario is on, on, you know, on rough footing, I guess I would say at this point with the organization, yeah. given that he didn't necessarily even get to hire the own head coach that he wanted uh, for this spot. And so when you've put all those factors together, I'm not going to say that I know for sure that the answer is Will Levis, but if we put in some of the other puzzle pieces of Lance Zierlein saying it will not be CJ Stroud as of, I don't know, about an hour ago before the show. And multiple other people saying they don't like CJ Stroud. I kind of think it's Will Levis, but at this, at the same time, I think you can, you can talk yourself to Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson pretty easily. So I'm kind of waiting and seeing right now. I did play some Will Levis at like four plus 400, like a, a couple of days ago, but I'm just kind of holding for now. Yeah. It's and- fucking genius. If, if the, <laughs> if the Texans don't want Will Levis and they convince the Colts to give them a, a, a bunch of picks to have to come up to, to get Will Levis. Uh, just the the drama surrounding this year's draft seems like to your point much higher than normal. Which, to like real quick, I want to crowbar it in because I see some of the offshores have opened this, Sean. But top ten picks, how many trades will there be? Over under Ooh. one and a half, minus one fifty on the over, under and plus one ten. Uh, the total first round trades is at six, minus one forty over, plus one hundred to the under. I mean, everything we've talked about, I get it. It's all mock drafts and it's all drama at this point, but how are there not going to be more than two trades in the first 10 picks? Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals almost seems like a slam dunk. They're doing everything. Texans are trading down. Come on. They're they're doing everything they can. I think, I think, I think to me, the scenario I'm kind of surrounding it it is the Texans go defense at two and then trade up from 12 inside the top 10 to get the quarterback. I think that's how they're going to play it. So I, I didn't bet on the uh, second pick overall, although I did have Tyree Wilson in my mock. The thing that's uh, keeping me away from getting down on it is the Will Anderson <laughs> that he's an Alabama linebacker and D'Amico Ryan's is an Alabama linebacker. And I think this is a real litmus test in Houston for who actually is pulling the trigger. Cause if you're D'Amico Ryan's, I think you definitely want to go defense, but then on the other side, the, the uh, oh, and then the other rumor, and I don't know if we've talked to, I think we did mention it last show, but CJ Stroud having the actual same agent oh, yeah. as Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson, you can see like them being, uh, we don't want to deal with this guy at all. And then that leaves Will Levis. So I, I this second pick is really going to make or break everyone's mock draft. I feel like, cause if you get that right, 
uh, it sets you up pretty good. But if you get it wrong, it, it could be a complete disaster domino. Kind of similar for the third pick. I mean, third pick, you look at the odds CJ Stroud, 275, Will Anderson, uh, 300, Tyree Wilson, 300, Paris Johnson. Mm-hmm. It, that's it, new. That's new. Ooh, He's that, up to 370. That wasn't here yesterday. Richardson, uh, 600, Will Levis. Uh, plus nine hundred, Jalen Carter, fourteen to one. Sean, next year show idea. We just do a fifteen minute show every day where we r- rattle <laughs> off the props and just see what's. Yeah, I mean, it is a, it is a crazy. Uh, the I mean, there's no reason to not do that. Just you know. Yeah, I'm in. Bet our fifty nine cents that we can bet at these places <laughs> each day. Connor, what do you what do you think on uh, third pick overall? Yeah, I I agree with you guys. I think they have to trade the pick, and I I mean I from my understanding they have had multiple offers for a little while, but with all the uncertainty at two, I think that they're potentially thinking, okay, maybe we can get more out of the pick, or maybe we'll at least just be able to rely on these offers here. Uh, the based on their visits alone, like it seems like they're not really super excited about Will Anderson. Like they're taking a ton of offensive linemen in their visits. Um, I think they would like Tyree Wilson if they if they stay if they have to stay, but again, I'm like. 80% plus that they're going to trade down with someone uh, in some fashion. So yeah, to your point about one and a half trades too, I think their candidate trade down Texans could trade down Philly could trade up, you know, potentially in there. So yeah, I think there's a lot of outs for over one and a half too. Yeah. It, and, and will Levis at nine to one, I think right now for the hmm. third pick uh, makes a ton of sense Colts because come up a pick. by, by all accounts, the Colts mm-hmm. love will Levis. He's number one on their board. So it means someone has, if you want will Levis, you got to jump ahead of the Colts or the Colts get paranoid about someone jumping them to third. And they, I mean, they could move, they could just pick swap with Arizona, not give up a ton and, and essentially block Arizona from trading uh, with anyone else. So will Anderson or sorry, will Levis at nine to one, I think makes a lot of sense considering a considering the consensus that the Colts really like will Levis. if Arizona was smart, they could trade down multiple. They could get hit the over just by themselves. They trade <laughs> down with the Colts and then they let the team who likes a AR 15 come up. I mean, I mean, Arizona needs a lot. So that to me would make a lot of sense, which makes, which makes their first pick certainly a wild card. But yeah, I, I don't know, Sean. I mean, third pick for me, you have to, I'm kind of thinking Levis too. Well, just because c- of the price right now at nine to one and that number three feels like a QB spot. If you're, if, if Arizona can get a trade, like maybe they're going to be stubborn, but still at nine to one, it feels like there's a, a Plus, decent amount of value. And then maybe even Jalen Carter too. If, if you're paranoid about maybe Seattle no, getting him, call me you crazy. probably don't have to go up to three to get him. D'Amico Ryan's doesn't want Will Levis as his quarterback. Mm. I, that, I, maybe it's a hot take. It's based on nothing factual. <laughs> D'Amico Ryan's a fucking dog. Will Levis why, would want, why would he want Will Levis as his quarterback? I mean, he's got nice cushy six-year contract. It's Casario and you know the owner who might want to make some changes here quickly to save their ass. So well, he, yeah, he wants no, Caleb I mean, Williams it, next it, year. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> right. in it, he's in it for the long haul. He's got a decent uh, contract. Well, I think I think it was Barnwell that laid out the case of you know the Texans aren't one position away. They really should use the two picks they have high this year to take some premium positions. Like defensive line, like cornerback, and then next year successfully secure one of the quarterbacks if they don't screw it up in the last week of the season. So that that brings us to pick number four here. Or do you have do you have a like if you had to bet today on pick number three? What do you where are you lean in, Connor? Yeah, I think the case you guys outlined with Will Levis is solid. Otherwise, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I think I'm. 
kind of buying the Tyree Wilson or or Paris Johnson. Like it's the market is priced at all plus three hundred or higher on like four guys. So yeah. they don't know what they have no idea what's going on either. Um, yeah, I I would honestly just say Paris Johnson at this point, even though he was like thirty five to one a week ago, and it feels feels bad betting into that. Uh, I think there's a little bit of smoke there. Now, Before we started the show, saw a note that one NFC, which by the way, they really narrowed down who this could be by the title, an <laughs> NFC passing game coordinator. Not every team has a passing game coordinator, so, <laughs> but called Anthony Richardson's accuracy scary. Didn't go on to say if it was good scary or bad scary, but I'm going to assume <laughs> it was bad scary. But he could also be the trade up here for three. Yeah. Like if you go back, if you go the anti Schefter route and you say, you know what, no, I do think the quarterbacks like, are going up here. Yeah. You spray both quarterbacks here at three. Cause the other option is, well, Colts are, are fooling everyone. They don't actually want well Levis Steichen want uh, Shane Steichen wants to bring in Anthony Richardson to just run the Jalen hurts offense. Look at me. I don't need to throw to still have a good offense. And, and Someone has someone comes up to to three to get him because they know like Tennessee. I like you're trying to, to disparage Jalen Hurts uh, there. Uh, it was kind of a stretch. Throw. I mean, he <laughs> did hit a 55 yard bomb to it's, AJ Brown the, in the Super Bowl. It's not as strong you're as right, my Bri- my Brian Dable was the brain uh, for well, Josh and, and Allen. Anthony but. Richardson, <laughs> Anthony Richardson was the guy that everyone was giving to the Colts early on. And and basically the only reason that's changed is because there are these been rumors leaking out, uh, f- you know, supposedly coming from Indy. But again, maybe that could well, be fake stuff. And and this the fit you could you certainly make the case for. And I don't think I, think, asked- the, I think the thing that for me swings Will Levis to the Colts is the fact that Peyton Manning well, yeah. uh, is like supposedly a <laughs> Levis guy, and that he still Ursay still. Uh, Feels like he holds some sway with Ursay, so I think that that could be the uh, Ursay could strangely first. be turned off by like his dairy problem. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a strange guy. We didn't ask Connor flat out though. Like outside of Bryce Young, uh, do, do you think these guys are like? Because there there seems to be starting to be a camp where it's like there's Bryce Young and then there's everyone else. And so, do, are you high on any of these guys? Uh, honestly, Personally. I like Anthony Richardson. I think, you know, in terms of someone who has the upside and like potential and fun. Now I'm again, I'm like, I'm my job does not rely on Anthony Richardson being good. So, you know, I can sit here <laughs> on my chair and be like, Oh yeah, I'd love to have a guy who can, you know, run like this could be, you know, as like unseen upside. But at the same time, like, you know, if I'm on the spot, I'm almost certainly picking a guy like CJ Stroud or, you know, maybe even Will Levis, if I'm a little bit more you know concerned about my job. So I, I, again, I think that you guys made such a good case for number three with like five different players. Yeah. Like, I think it's like, I don't know where to go. I mean, like, I'm just like sitting here 36 hours before the draft, ready to fire on any like piece of action limpo. <laughs> and we have none. We have none. No, it's great. We keep joking. Cause every day in the office, I pull up the screen and it keep like what, what markets opened up today? What can I fire yep. on please? Uh, fourth pick. Uh, this is where will Levis is the favorite at plus one thirty. CJ Stroud. Uh, two to one, Anthony Richardson plus three forty, Will Anderson plus four fifty, Tyree Wilson uh, ten to one, Paris Johnson Jr. fifteen to one. I, I I guess yeah, I don't know. Like I I have Levis going four to the Colts, but again, it does. I wouldn't be surprised if they jumped up to three. Um, but what do you, what's your what's your read on four here, Connor? Yeah, I, I think this is Will Levis's backstop here. That yeah. if you can find any under, I mean, there was a bunch of top five markets a while ago under four and a half. At this point, they're really juiced. But at the same time, like if you're looking for like, I don't want to say lock, but if you're looking for something that you want to empty the clip on, like close to the draft, I think this is probably it. Uh, so 
I would, that's where I would lean towards if you can find one of those. I'm not betting at plus 130, though, because again, they get trade up to three and get yeah, their the, guy, the, they get the, Will Levis. So the, the price is cooked. I mean, I guess if you can find right. Colts to draft Levis, I'm sure you're laying money there or under four and a half. I was Either say, way, I, those are probably better ways to bet this same, same idea. Yeah, I think you can probably find, um, I'll see if I can pull it up, but I think you can probably find. What's Will Levis's draft position? Is it been totally tanked? They take it off the board. These cowards. I'm sure it was. Cowards. It was hanging at four and a half with a ton of juice John, I don't on want, the under. I, I don't want to brag, but I got <laughs> under six. All right. Oh wow! All right. <laughs> Here you go. Let's go, baby. Uh, move it on to or Ryan. Do you have any take on uh, fourth? It's. I mean, I I didn't even put him in the list because we've talked about it a bunch. But I I I do think with. If Will Levis goes to, if a quarterback goes to, and the same trade up scenario happens to three because th- they know the Colts are getting, like the Colts are either trading up or someone is, is jumping them, I do think Jalen Carter, at, I think it was, it's either oh, 40 yes. or 50 to one. Yes. I do think that's still interesting. I, I do think there's still a chance that someone considers him to be like some sort of generational elite defensive prospect and doesn't give a fuck. About the off field stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, Jalen Carter, I think to be picked number four by the Colts won't happen. But Jalen Carter to be picked fourth overall, I I like that. To your point, Ryan, like some teams swapping or or again, if if the Colts need to go up to three or even two to get Levis, um, I like Carter at forty to one. I, I don't think people have done the math on on this or like just a, the simple pick swap between. Uh, Arizona and again, it's a long shot, but it's forty to one. But it, the the case, it I think you can get it done with just one trade. Look, I I would enjoy a version where the quarterbacks just slide down the draft board because that's it's always. I mean, Colby will enjoy it because he hates quarterbacks <laughs> and they'll be all <laughs> suffering. And which, by the way, we were rewatching Aaron Rodgers squirming in the green room, and he just had, he had a murderous soul patch. I don't know, he didn't catch enough uh, shit for uh, that. That's why he's making everyone pay with his like <laughs> diva antics and drawing things out. It's like you drew out my draft yeah. day. Now I'm gonna make every decision I I have super oh. painful and annoying for you guys in the media. All right, we got plenty more props to go before we do that. Shout out to Underdog Fantasy. Oh man, Best Ball Mania Four is coming. $15 million in prizes. That's insane. Love doing the best ball drafts. Great way to uh, just oh, stay locked into football in the offseason. Of course, NBA, NHL playoffs. Uh, perfect way to get down on some N- uh, some player prop parlays. Uh, MLB as well. All you have to do, head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And of course, get in our draft props contests uh, in our Discord. Discord's free. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. First defensive player drafted. Tyree Wilson is a favorite, minus 150. Will Anderson, plus 120. Jalen Carter, plus 750. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, 25 to 1. Christian Gonzalez, 30 to 1. How, how are you looking at this, Connor? Any, any, any takes here? Yeah, it's this is a, a tough market here specifically because. I am in the camp where I think that Seattle can go for a variety of ways here. Number five overall, because I think Will Anderson could slide if we're going based on how we've talked about already. I mean, we haven't, haven't even brought him up really outside of maybe being involved in the number two overall pick. So in this spot here, would Seattle be interested in a player like him or would they opt for a guy like Anthony Richardson? Geno Smith is essentially on a one-year contract. Uh, they have kind of that infrastructure in place. They've 
been posting selfies with all their quarterbacks doing like, you know, <laughs> way being way too obvious about like doing this, which makes me almost think it's not a quarterback, <laughs> but like they're doing the work on every single quarterback. Uh, and so in this spot, like it, his mold kind of makes sense, but uh yeah, I, I, that's, I kind of lean towards like an Anthony Richardson, almost like an under five and a half. You can see at some shops. Uh, like I think the Colts could take him. If Levis goes too. I think that he could go five to the, the uh, Seahawks regardless if they like him. Uh, I mean, I know the guy you're going to bring up now, Jalen Carter, I'm sure is, uh, you know, still very much in play for them. I'm at the camp that I don't think they'll pick him, but I, I think that there's a valid argument to be made. I tweeted out the other day of like six insiders, seven insiders, all of them are split. Like every yeah. single one in a different opinion. And they're so sure of themselves. They're like, for sure, Jalen <laughs> Carter's in play. Or like Jalen Carter's off the board for Seattle. I was like, oh, I I'm just going to throw my hands up and kind of just leave that one alone. Probably. <laughs> I, I do think if Jalen Carter makes it like he could slide a bit if he doesn't get picked early. Yeah. And, and getting back to the first defensive player, I, I mean, Tyree Wilson probably, but minus one fifty. that to me, it doesn't feel anywhere we, close. So we to don't be think a sure thing. We don't think it could randomly be a corner. Uh, it could be. I mean, it could like the Texans shocking the world and taking Devin Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez. To me, if it, if it, if, if it, the first defensive player is a cornerback, as much as I like Witherspoon to be the first corner, I think if if someone goes batshit crazy, it's because it's Gonzalez, Gonzalez, just like Stingley last year. Yeah, uh, it's it's because like oh look at those measurables. But even at, at thirty to one, like I I don't know I I I I would rather take yeah. Jalen Carter to be pick number four than Christian Gonzalez to be the first defensive player drafted because at least the the Jalen Carter thing I could talk myself. Who picks into. five? Who picks five? Well, so I mean, let's say Seattle the scenario right what we've been talking out right like four quarterbacks. Go. Oh yeah. And then Seattle's sitting there and they're like, you know what? Christian Gonzalez really, really fits the mm. Pete Carroll mold. If you had a guess uh, for Seattle, uh, their first pick, what do you think there? We were kind of talking about it here at five. Um, do you think they have a preference there on, on cornerback Seattle, Witherspoon or Gonzalez? Oh man, Seattle is Seattle's tough. I, I, I would lean towards from what I've heard. They really like Tyree Wilson uh, if he's there. Uh, so if, like in the scenario you just mentioned, four quarterbacks go, and then they have their choice of top player. I heard they really it's like Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, this is like there's so much volatility here. I think that what you guys mentioned about kind of taking some of the longer shots here, like I just think it makes a ton of sense for some of these guys uh, because, like, we don't know. I mean, like Bucky Brooks had Christian Gonzalez to Seattle at five in his mock draft or his quote final mock draft. Now I don't know how much you want to believe Bucky Brooks, but yeah, mm -hmm. Someone's mocking it. It's not like outrageous here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I did see uh, the NFL Network did post stats during a broadcast of how many picks <laughs> their mock drafters got right, and someone had a zero. So someone one had a zero from last year. <laughs> oh but again, no. That's that's team and position. That's, that's still, kind, of, kind of impressive. <laughs> maybe you leave the zero guy off the graphic. No one no one needs to be mock shamed. Uh, you know? Had to be MJD. Had to be MJD. <laughs> oh, Some yeah. of those oh, mocks are his, wild. His I think his drafts are there just to give guys <laughs> like they did a whole episode just walking through his mock draft. And like humiliating it, and he's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. He didn't really, he didn't really seem to care or uh, defend himself, which is a oh, fun place hilarious. to be. Uh, let's talk about some of these team first pick markets. I've had a lot of fun oh, yeah. uh, on those with some long shot stuff. Uh, Bengals first pick 
favorites uh, tight end at 150. Then you go cornerback 250, O line 400, D line 475, running back 850, linebacker mm. 35 to one, receiver 40 to one. Better replace T Higgins soon. Yeah. Uh, what do you uh, what do you make of this market here, Connor? Yeah. So generally with these kind of bets, I just mostly go off of info or like things that I'm hearing from, you know, people connected to the team towards the back half of the first round. Uh, I mean, teams are a little bit leakier with things that they're, you know, scouts are like, Oh, we're probably going to pick, you know, this position or go here. From my understanding, they're really interested in cornerback uh, a guy like Emmanuel Forbes, uh, I think has been connected to them. I also got confirmation from someone else that said that they would really like him. And that's kind of like the backstop of his range. So I think Bengals quote to go corner here, like plus two fifty, plus three hundred. There's a lot of corners in this like first round here. I think like the over under on DBs is like five and a half at this point. So you know I think we're probably going to see around six, and there's a lot of guys in that range. So like more than two to one, I think you make a pretty good case for it. Yeah, we touched on this when we were discussing that that over under five and a half. How Forbes was probably going to be the guy that snuck up. Yeah, there's a couple teams in the back half of the draft life, but like them. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I like, like the price at cornerback at, at plus two fifty. And you think again? You just go back to the AFC Championship. We got to get off the field. We got to <laughs> stop Patrick Mahomes. You have you play Josh Allen in the playoffs. You play Patrick Mahomes. Like loading up on cornerback seems you do like have, a pretty easy. You do have to factor in cheap owner though. So yeah. that, that that's but, why I said, but, I said wide receiver. But oh, well, wide receiver at forty to one. Right. <laughs> I'm listening. But um, cornerback is a great drafting a cornerback. Obviously, great way to save money because then you don't have to pay for the high price free agents. You can just put them on the rookie uh, rookie draft. I can see tight end twenty fifth, but I don't know about at plus one fifty. It doesn't seem like such a lock. Uh, in my in my mock, I had him taking Luke Musgrave because I think he would be like a fun, athletic dude in their offense. But um, I don't know if I'm betting tight end at plus one fifty. That and price they, just doesn't seem to make sense. And they could be bet they could be picking at twenty five after they've dealt T Higgins to the Giants. Oh. <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep praying that for early. that, Ryan. Keep Break praying that for that. Uh, we've kind of talked a little bit about what they might do, but Cardinals' first pick: D line edge plus one twenty-five, O line plus one thirty-five, cornerback uh, plus two fifteen, running back forty-five to one, receiver fifty-five to one, tight end sixty to one, and it kind of goes crazy after keep that. Quarterback. A quarterback, hundred to one. Anthony Richardson, you know, maybe put a little pressure on Kyler. Think of that, buddy. Hey, this guy, we just Anthony Richardson and Kyler, big guy, little guy. It's like the Rock and uh, Kevin Hart. Will Levis hates video games. He's he's uh, he's in there. (laughs) We don't have to. We have to set a contract on limit how many bananas he can eat in the team facility, uh, and we do charge for the bananas, as you know. Will uh, Levis Cardinals is played incredibly by cheap organization. Will Levis is played by Jack Black. <laughs> uh, what do you? I'd love to see Jack Black trying <laughs> trying to get into Will Levis's shape uh, for that film. Uh, yes, please. Uh, Cardinals. What do you make of their first pick? Yeah, I think when we had talked originally about this, I had played a little bit of Cardinals offensive line at like plus 200, plus 250. Because yeah. I almost think that it was like a do they trade back prop, you know, kind mm. of like because I felt good about based on who they've been looking at that they would probably want Paris Johnson, Peter Skronsky, Broderick Jones, you know, whatever, whoever is kind of in the range of where they're trading back to. So that's kind of how I viewed it. But now we're looking at like plus 135, plus 125 with the defensive lineman edge. I'd still lean towards offensive linemen, but like if they stay put, I, I mean, it becomes a little bit more thin. That being said, I still think there's a chance that they would go Paris Johnson over maybe, you know, Will Anderson if it was that that decision and they couldn't trade out. I think it's still viable, but it's not quite as strong as it was like, I don't know, maybe a day or so ago. Uh, yeah, if yeah. you if you can find anything to your point like above 
uh, two to one, two hundred four O line, or maybe just take see if you can find a, like what team will take Paris Johnson and see what that price is because that might be a, a a better way to kind of get that same value because I do think oh, oh, Arizona, Paris see. Johnson to be the the first offensive lineman drafted. The more I the more I'm diving in, the closer we get to it, the more that seems like a lock. Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, if you, I think the, I think Arizona to draft. I'm gonna pull this up. I think Arizona to draft the um, draft pa- Paris Johnson. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, no, it's just a position. Never mind. I don't have that. I thought I had. It, I don't. Yeah, have it. I mean they they've been really playing playing around. Like they they. I would still go D line with them. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I would go O line, but you, you it can, really sucks that Gannon's going to be a buffoon. He's going to be the, <laughs> this year's hack. You're going to the Eagles fans he's are going to be. He's off to a rough start. Fucking horrible. And, and the Eagles fans still have a vendetta. So you can't make up. They're going to be story. watching all the press conferences and you know being up his ass the entire season. People think like you leave Philadelphia, they're the, the the Philadelphia fans and Philadelphia me- media move on. Oh no. And if you show up in the new location and you start talking shit about the media or the fans, oh that just enrages us more and we're going to follow your every move. So Gannon really not not playing it well early here. Um, yeah, those videos were so cringe too when he started meeting the players. I mean, that yeah. was like, I, yeah, it was hard to point. watch. Honestly, it was hard. The, the Buddha Baker one was ridiculous. I mean, Oh, it was horrible. Ch- yeah, Chip Kelly seemed to be more natural around players than what we're seeing from Jonathan Gannon. Uh, Kramer's New York Giants been a lot of discussion here. Uh, cornerback at one forty, receiver one fifty, O line plus three eighty, D line edge at seven hundred, running back twenty to one, tight end twenty five to one, uh, linebacker twenty five to one. Uh, I. Kramer and I, we were talking, gave out a uh, tight end at 75 to one early on in the process. So, uh, the fact it's gone down to 25 to one, I'm just mm. a CLV champion right now. Razors over here. See Be if careful. I can see if I can cash out and just walk away. But uh, that was, we'll see. Kramer, we'll see. I, I still, I still think old line at plus three eighty to me is a pretty interesting uh, way to bet it. But Connor, what's your take? Yeah, I've been putting wide receiver there for a long time, but then I just started getting some feedback re- recently saying like, "Hey, like, you know, based on the wide receivers that are there, like, we probably wouldn't like the smaller guys, maybe Quinn Johnson, but like, we're looking to maybe add to the interior offensive line with a guy like I think it's John Michael Schmitz, the center, yeah. or maybe you know Osiris Torrance, some kind of like an interior offensive lineman." And so, I mean, plus three eighty, like again, I think wide receiver could be in play, but based on like what I've I've heard, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense for them. Uh, I mean, tight end, I thought was, I mean, that's a pretty interesting look at 75 to one. I don't, I don't mind that specifically at that <laughs> price, but yeah, I mean like plus right now at the top of the board, I think that like that plus three fifty is a good look. Well, and, and especially like, as you get farther down, um, you know, you get like the, the, the giants are picking so late so much, obviously so much can happen to me inherently, like some of the longer shot stuff has value because you know, maybe their, their first couple quarterbacks and receivers are off the board or they end up trading down a little bit. Cause they don't they, like those guys. And then all of a sudden it, they love Brian branch, like wink, wink Martindale loves Brian branch. I mean, it would have let him, him have two safeties like that with, I mean, I, but the problem is, is, is he a cornerback or is he a safety? Cause safety's yeah. 30 to one cornerbacks plus yeah, 140. No, that's a huge difference. Ooh. Uh, I mean, I, I think O line is very interesting. I don't, here's what I would say. I am now wondering if the giants are going to trade up. I, I mm. don't know if it's a first Ooh. round trade up. Maybe it's a second. I, th- I mean, basically 
the uh, Shane in, in his presser more or less said we're not making all these picks this year. So really? that that tells me I don't think like if they're trading back, it's for picks in the future. Um, I think they have less spots they feel they need to fill. Like per, uh, last year, they traded back to get more picks. I I, I think oh, interior offensive lines they don't have a center. Like right now, Bredesen's the center, and and you know he essentially had a couple practices where he was taking snaps last year. So that's the obvious one, but I still think if the right defensive lineman there, it, it, they're going to take him. If the right cornerbacks there, they're going to take him. So, so what, if you had to get down betting now, are you going D line edge at seven to one still? Yeah, that would okay. be, that would be the sexy pick corner cornerback. I mean, if, like I said, if Joey Porter is there for their pick, that's their pick. Yeah, that I, I could I, see them going cornerback, but at plus one forty, I don't know. It's not it's not moving my needle. I, I you know, gotta get the lead in the pencil. <laughs> That's why the safety's interesting. Like I would argue with my, my I would argue with a bookie. Like, look, Brian Branch, the fucking safety. A uh, couple more we got on the sheet here. Uh, Anthony Richardson, top five. Yes, is at minus one fifteen. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Like that. This is the. the uh, we were talking to Dalton about this and yeah. he was all like, I'll put my nuts on the table. This is a lock. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what are you doing right now? Connor Anthony Richardson, top five. Yes or no. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, I'm willing to risk the cojones for it, but I've got a decent <laughs> amount uh, down on, uh, on him to go top five here. Kind of going through the top, top few here. If Will Levis goes two, I think the Colts are going to pick Anthony Richardson at four based on what we've heard. We've heard CJ Stroud just absolutely bombed his visit in Indy. Chris Ballard needs to take a quarterback. So, I mean, you're left with one guy there, basically. It's Anthony Richardson. Uh, I think there's also, I mean, the potential that they prefer Anthony Richardson to Will Levis just outright. I mean, again, we've seen significant steam for Will Levis over the past few days. And then on top of that, we talked about a little bit with Seattle. I think there's a decent chance that they just want a quarterback and want to have a guy in waiting because uh, they don't believe Geno Smith, who's been mediocre like his entire career, uh, you know, is their guy in the future. I think he'd execute what they want right now, but, uh, you know, he wasn't all that good in the second half of the season either. So, I think there's a lot of working in there for an under five and a half at around even money plus money in some shops as well. Yeah. That's the fun scenario where Arizona trades down twice. Well, Seattle comes up a pick to take, uh, take them at four. Now we talked about this on uh, one of the earlier episodes, Ryan, and um, I don't know if they still have it up over on FanDuel. It was uh Texans to draft Anthony Richardson gave it out at 20 to one. I saw it drop down to mm. 16 to one at, at some point. If you can get that, I think that's interesting because here's what you got. You got one, obviously the, the Texans could take him at two, or if he makes it past that first four or five, like let's say they go defense, then they could trade up from 12 to get him at maybe six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range. So real quick, uh, CLV tout slash. How does this get fucked? <laughs> I have under four and a half for AR 15 at plus two twenty five. Okay. And I have Tyree Wilson is the second pick at plus three fifty. <laughs> it feels like one of those things has to happen, right? <laughs> Yeah, it can't not happen, Ryan. Completely locked in. I have so many draft bets. I really should have. I should. I need an analog spreadsheet. Oh, I got. I got. A, I got a nice sheet going. Pen and paper, or well, no, it's in the. It's in you're the printing, spreadsheet. You're letting. The, I might print it. You're out. letting the internet know about it. All right, I'm gonna write mine about. Uh, Will Anderson draft position over under three and a half. Over is minus one eighty five. Under. Three and a half is plus one forty-five. Again, this is kind of the version uh, where it goes quarterback, then defense, defense. Assuming Tyree Wilson, Will Anderson in that two-three spot, 
Uh, obviously, it's a lock the, over now almost. Right? The over, it seems like there's just so many ways that can happen. Either one team's not yeah. liking him, or someone trading up to three. What's your take on on this market here, Connor? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I it's just really tough when we know, or at least we think we know, that the Texans are going to either take Tyree Wilson, they don't go quarterback, or Will Levis. I mean, it gets a little wonky with Arizona, but teams don't really trade up for defenders that often, especially in this market when there's so many quarterbacks. So like if Arizona stands Pat, it seems like they're going to take Tyree Wilson as well. Uh, if he's there now, I guess it gets a little bit weird. If Tyree Wilson's gone at two, they're sitting there at three and somehow they have no offers. Again, we played this. We've talked about this like three times, but they have to like <laughs> trade out. They have to trade out. Yeah. Uh, but if somehow they don't, that's the only way I can see losing. I'm, I'm considering, you know, bridge jumping that will Anderson over here pretty quickly because it's, it's getting to the point where he's not the first to, like player on either team's board at two yeah. or three. So like, how is he going to go top three? The, it's yeah. the D'Amico Ryan. The only thing it holding is. this number is D'Amico Ryan's being an Alabama player. Like that's basically what we're looking at here. And no, honestly, yep. I went and I, we, we watched, uh, we threw the tape on God's eye. We watched Tyree Wilson. We watched Will Anderson and like, someone's going to make a big, I, my personal opinion, someone's going to make a big mistake thinking that getting cute and thinking that Tyree Wilson's a better prospect than Will Anderson. <laughs> that just my personal opinion. Um, any other, we, we've kind of hit on a bunch of stuff here, but is there any, any sort of hot draft takes draft bets you like that you haven't uh, got out yet, Connor? Yeah, there's one more that I thought was interesting would be Devin Witherspoon to go exactly seventh overall. Uh, I think they were looking at at this point plus 300, plus 400. I think he'll, re I really like him go to the Lions. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to go to the Lions, but I think his backstop here is the Raiders. And I think there's multiple scenarios where the Lions don't go corner, where Will Anderson falls to six, where maybe CJ Stroud falls to six and they go CJ Stroud. Um, or even, you know, I mean, God forbid Tyree Wilson falls. I'll not be in a good place to that regardless. But Tyree Wilson <laughs> falls to six. You know, we're looking at Devin Witherspoon. You know, from my understanding, they are really, really high on Devin Witherspoon. Um, so at this point, like you're looking at basically it being more of a prop of does he fall to seven? Not like, you know, do they pick him at seven? And so at that point, you're looking at like 20% implied odds of plus 300. Like I think there's better than 20% chance he falls to seven. So, you know, I put, I put a little bit there. I thought that was an interesting one as well. A cornerback for the lions is down to minus one thirty. So that's all you mm. need. I mean, that's, I, we, we kind of, we discussed this early on. Like it seemed pretty obvious that uh, Witherspoon could have been one of those four guys that spoke to Dan Campbell and had quote it at the combine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he fits the mold, right? Like he's, oh, he's yeah. like, I don't think I didn't, it meaning a, a, a propension to uh, get down on illegal gambling and get what, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it needs. Yeah. No, wonder how Dan Campbell skirted out. You don't think he had action on that two lane game? Oh no. They're coming for my parlays. Oh shit. Scrub the, scrub the bleach the servers. They're it's, coming for us. It's like gone in 60 seconds where they got this whole fucking routine. Imagine explaining like geolocation servers to uh, Dan Campbell. What? No. Oh, it, you didn't uh, use a VPN. Oh, it's a piece of shit. You think that signal can get through this chest? <laughs> Uh, we got some uh, questions in the chat, of course. Oh, it's youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. That subscribe button. Uh, who does Vegas get if they swap with Arizona? For me, and um, the way I kind of have it shaking out, if they trade up to three, to me, it's to get CJ Stroud. I was hearing uh, Raiders, Bryce Young's number one. They tried to get up to one to get Young. They couldn't. 
I think maybe they're waiting for their their time to spring on uh, CJ Stroud or maybe Levis, but I think I still think CJ Stroud to Vegas. That's what I have in my mock. But what are your thoughts if we do see a Vegas Arizona trade go down, Connor? Who do you who do you think they're going up to get? Well, it sucks because I've heard all three. I've heard I've heard that they like Levis. I've heard that they like Richardson, and I, uh, you know, I've heard that they like Stroud more recently. That was the most recent one. I guess my only concerns about Stroud would be kind of the the New England ties, uh, you know, that are pretty heavily laced into the Houston as well. And all we've heard out of Houston is that they absolutely hate CJ Stroud. So that's kind of my concern. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't know. Honestly, I think any any three of those. I would, if I had to lean one. It would probably be Stroud because I think he's the best, but you know I, I'm not sure that that's the right way to make a bet. To be honest, why draft Stroud when you can just flip a second rounder for Trey Lance? No problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, any any uh, any takes on where Trey Lance ends up? Again, the fact that the 49ers announced to the world we're getting a lot of offers <laughs> on uh, Trey Lance. Phones ringing off the hook, so don't even. I guess if you're interested, maybe call. Maybe uh, we can squeeze you in. I want to play poker with John Lynch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone's calling. Us about Trey Lance, so don't even unless you got a great offer, maybe call. Where do you think Trey Lance ends up? I to me, it's it's crazy that they would trade him because you, then you're just stuck with Sam Darnold. Like you got to keep Trey Lance. I think at least until the trade deadline. That's what I thought too. And I mean, but this was the most obvious leak from within San Francisco, like ever. Yeah. Like the verbiage yeah. that they used was like <laughs> they're fielding multiple calls. Like <laughs> the only way that you would know that is if it came from San Francisco. Yeah. You know, like unless you're calling every team in the league or like like ten teams. And they're all telling you they called it. So I thought that was ridiculous. I think Houston makes a ton of sense for Lance if they don't want to go with the quarterback at two. I think it makes a ton of sense there. D'Amico Otherwise, connection, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree though that I don't understand how they're trading him considering wasn't there a report just earlier that Purdy might not even be ready for the season? Yeah. Uh, and so didn't we just like didn't they just lose the <laughs> NFC championship game because they didn't yeah. have a quarterback? Yeah, I couldn't throw it five yards. Like you need at least need someone out there, right? I mean, maybe Lance can't throw five yards either, though, from what we've seen, to be honest. But honestly, <laughs> but it's worse than that because the the fans leaned into like how it was unfair because they were stuck with their <laughs> lowly fourth string quarterback. You're starting with Sam Darnold right now. Brock Purdy if and I, you're eliminating you know quarterback what? depth. That makes no sense to me. Sean, I'm making room for you on this island over here, getting some sand piped in, Jersey style. Uh, Brock Purdy doesn't play a snap this year. That's the, that's well, the they they already the fact Ooh. that they're already floating that idea out. So I floated this is, years ago. Is I'm a baseball is a guy flag. here, Tommy John. I know a little bit about Tommy John surgery. Yeah, you you have Josh Johnson throwing 13 attempts in the NFC Championship game, <laughs> and you're getting rid of quarterbacks. That to me is <laughs> spring is football. A, is great. I, I thought it was Johnson. crazy they they traded so much to get Lance. Uh, in that draft, I mean, they probably could have just stayed there and still got him. I, 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 again, but the 49ers end up being pretty successful. So I don't like whatever they're doing, I guess kind of works. They right. are the odds on favorite in the NFC, even though Sean, they're probably going to be starting uh, Sam Darnold. Everyone's I, had that run at the craps table where they get hot. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you gotta, you gotta cash out and walk away. Yeah. Get those chips, uh, <laughs> uh, and we also had a question. You had mentioned um, Connor that uh, Stroud had a bad meeting in Indy. What was what was that <laughs> report? They, that he just apparently totally tanked the interview. Yeah, the the quote that I got was he had a catastrophic interview and like absolutely bombed it. Oh uh, man! And and I initially I thought, oh, that sounds kind of like Kayvon Thibodeau last year with the Giants, but that was like public info. Like they were like leaking that, you know, like oh. 
bombed the interview with New York. He won't be there. And then they ended up picking him. That was like strategic. This was like behind the scenes and I haven't seen it public at all really. So no, yeah, I'm inclined to believe it. So lock it up. Well, what do they call it? A rapid unplanned disassembly. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> That's a, so, so, unscheduled disassembly. Is that, is that what that he, was going uh, on with CJ Stroud's interview? <laughs> I, I mean, it would be fun if uh, if CJ Stroud fell to the point of like Hendon Hooker goes before him. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, yeah, and we, wow. I guess we haven't gotten your fifth take. quarterback taken. We haven't gotten your take on uh, Hendon Hooker. By all accounts, he's locked in at number five as far as the quarterbacks. the The real action seems to be: will he or won't he get in the first round? What about you? Does he get in the first round? And any hot takes on where he ends up, or it just takes on him overall? It's it's hard to ignore everything that's happened because I initially was not inclined to believe it considering he's yeah. 25 coming off a torn ACL where in an offense where half the guys in the field aren't even running a route uh, half the time. But he, I mean, he played in, he was insane, you know, his final year, like he was, you know, on track to potentially be a Heisman candidate. And I think the team, enough teams saw that and are interested in that upside that he probably goes first round. Uh, you know, I just don't know if I can bet against like every single insider saying that he's going to go in the first round at this point. Um, so in terms of a landing spot, even like weeks ago, before all this Hendon Hooker stuff started, I was hearing that the Vikings are really interested in a quarterback. Now, I don't know the fit behind Kirk Cousins with Hendon Hooker, how much that may make sense, but I just know that they've been very interested, but just don't really have the ammo to like kind of move up to like in that top three, four range. So if anyone starts to fall, I think they're an interesting option there. And I mean, they could probably stamp out of 23 and get a quarterback, but uh, I don't know. I mean, teams just tend to move up if they want their guy, if they think they're falling, because there's that, there's that range. I mean, Washington, Tampa Bay, you know, Minnesota, all are in that, you know, they could, they could definitely add it at a quarterback. Yeah. I, I had him going to Tampa Bay. Um, so we got to watch just, just to kind of shock the world because Tampa Bay, the, them going out of their way to say how much they love Kyle Trask and uh, Baker Mayfield <laughs> just seemed a little suspect to me. Like it just seemed who a loves little, them. I mean, yeah, I know they, they were, they were like pouring it on a little bit hard. College Kirk Cousins maybe looks a little like Hendon Hooker Ooh. if you squint. Be careful though. Pa- uh, Justin Fuente's last first round product was uh, Paxton Lynch. Yeah, you got You got to watch. And out. fun fact, the other one, well, it's Andy Dalton. Oh Let's yeah, go. quarterback coach at TCU for Andy Dalton. He's still in the league, looking fire. But that hair, we got we to talk about this at some point. <laughs> His hair is. He's crazy. turning into a character. Uh, Connor, last question from the chat. Uh, what are your thoughts on what the Dallas Cowboys will do at oh, yes. 26? Yeah, I I'll go on a little bit of an Island tier with two things. So I think that if Bijan Robinson falls at all, Jerry Jones will trade up for him and will absolutely love <laughs> yes, it. Like, sir. you know, I mean, that would be the most Jerry yeah. Jones thing oh, of so all much. time to trade up for a running back. And after he got lost his boy Zeke, I mean, we remember the draft where he like was pounding the table for <laughs> Zeke over Jalen Ramsey. And yes. you know, even though there was like no reason for that. And then now he's going to trade up and get, I think you <laughs> trade up is going to running back more realistically, probably like uh, you know, Michael may or like a tight end. It seems like they've been linked to a lot. So that's where I'd lean. For sure. uh, uh, I, I mean, as you've been saying, I'll draft season, Sean, they feel like the Zeke experiment was a success. Yes. They're not looking back on that and being like, wow, we learned our lesson with Zeke. They're like, we need our next Zeke. That's their take, uh, exactly. which is, which is a hilarious. And you know, Texas uh, boy, and, and I mean, Mike, how do you, I mean, Jerry, Jerry, at this point, he's so old. He he's not watching college football everywhere. Oh, no. He's just watching the local kids. So he's like, yeah, that kid down in Austin, he's pretty good. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Connor, appreciate you calling in the show. Make sure you follow Connor on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Uh, check him out over on four for four.com and uh, moving the line podcast. Any, any draft stuff you got coming out? I'm sure you, there's a ton already I've seen on your Twitter, but what should people be uh, going to get right now? Yeah, I'll have my final mock draft out Thursday morning and we'll continue to release more draft bets in our discord over at four for four. And, you know, I'll be staying up to tune on all the Reddit breaking news that we got over here. You know, if uh, Will Levis is going first overall, I'll be sure to let you guys know. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to get you. We'll have, we're doing a live stream for the draft. So we'll, we'll have to have you pop on. Uh, Love it. I, we hear you're, a, you're a Broncos fan. So let's ride. <laughs> Broncos country. I, I, yeah, I am not feeling too great about uh, after last year where we're sitting, but uh, in Sean Payton, we trust, I guess. Uh, here we let's, go. Let's go. Love some AJP run. All right. Thank you as always for tuning in. Smash. That subscribe button. And thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Mayonnaise and coffee, Sean. Kramer, let it ride. <laughs>